When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Well, I just want to say thank you very, very much to everyone who came to the Newcastle Town Theatre shows. That was the that was the end of the tour. I know we've got like a couple of more after that, but it was planned to be the end of the tour. We've, we've ended up having to reschedule some because of the old rack, finding stuff in the buildings. So I think there's a Northampton going ahead. Aldershot had to be rescheduled because of train strikes. Uh, there would be no way of us getting back. So apologies to those people um, for that. So I hope, I hope, Whatever the new date is, you can hold on to your tickets. If not, I totally get it. Everyone held on to the ones in Northampton, so thank you for that. Then we've got Fife coming up. We've got Fife and Harrogate. So, you know, and, and then actually, yeah, what am I talking about? Then we've got shows like I've kind of extended the tour. I think I've put three in Barnard Castle, Hexham and Sunderland in January. So, but, you know, it's, a, it's the planned end of the tour. You always end up, you know, <laughs> a few more get put on, tagged on at the end. But it was great. Really, really enjoyed it. You know, when I say that, did I enjoy it? Or was I, am I just happy it's over because it's it's the big show that I do? It's a culmination, you know. I've been touring the show since since February. You know, I, I try out the show in January, so I write a load of new gear and then go and do some preview shows and whittle it down. So you go on, basically the plan is you, you go with about 90 minutes worth of material in January. And it's not 90 minutes. You'll probably get that down to about 40 if you're lucky. And then that 40, you, you take on tour, but through doing the previews, that 40 becomes an hour, 65. And then once it's on tour properly, the 65 turns into an 80-minute show, which is kind of what the process has been for the last couple of years now. And I'm trusting the process because I'm, I'm at the same position where I am last year now, where I always think, right, well, that's the, that's the last show I'll ever write. I'm never, ever going to be funny again. Nobody's ever going to want to see us again. That, that I've stretched myself creatively. But I feel like that every year now. So I'm I'm hoping that it's not true. Otherwise, I am I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, all the dates are already booked in. But people go, oh, what's next year's show about? I go, I don't know. 
I didn't know what this show was going to be about. You just you write down a few ideas and a few stories, and and then you just go and and, and try them. And it's usually the the audience that tells you uh, when it's funny or not. So that's what we're doing again. I'm I'm going to be doing some club dates actually. So that's quite a nice. It's not really a night off, but it is in that you're not you don't have to go and do an eighty minute show or anything. You just need to do twenty minutes a night or a show. And you're on with other comedians as well. You're on with other comedians, so that's good. So I'll I'll get to see some people that I've not seen all year because it's just been me and Anth. And it's usually when I'm in the hotels of the comedy clubs that they put you in, that's when I'll start writing next year's show. So December, I'll collate all of me notes that I've got, all of the things that I've written down. I guess I'll start trying to make that into a show. And then January, I'll, I'll go and try them out. And then I think I'm back onto a... February so there's not a big chance to like sit down and pat yourself on the back and go well done you know that was a great show and good run and good tour and all that because it's just on to the next it's fine it's not a it's not a complaint but it's more just like it. it's in hopefully it might be a bit of an insight into how I feel for <laughs> did you enjoy Newcastle Town Theatre yeah yes because it marks the the end of it so it's the best that the show is going to be in my hometown, so it's arguably the best it's going to be received, which it was, and you know that going in, that's why you put it at the end, but then you know that there's another tour coming, and you have to start all over again, and you're not very good, you're not very good for the first couple of gigs, so there's that, so it, it's it's a feeling of achievement, accomplishment, mixed with dread, and despair, and trepidation for next year. <laughs> <laughs> God, I didn't mean to get so just Hey, is everyone nice and there? Uh, is everyone is anyone still listening after that? <laughs> yeah, it was a good show, but but right, well night night one. All right, night one. It was there was a time theatre, there was about it, it holds eleven hundred seats and I think there was about six hundred and twenty something for the first night. So that was great. So thank you very much. Night one's always the overspill because the second one I announced the night two first, so that always sells out. And then night one is for the the Friday is for whoever didn't get to go to the sold out show so night one was great i parked outside a stage door which they said you're allowed to do well actually they said you can apply for council dispensation which is 30 quid and i was like right yeah that's fine so that just means you get to park in a pedestrianized area they say you're part of the tiny theater and the council allows you to do it great but the person who was in the council the tiny theater is meant to speak to was off so they said, well, you can just park outside and you might get a ticket. And I said, how much is a ticket? They went, well, it's uh, the same amount of if you applied for it. I was like, right, fine, I'll just I'll get a ticket. Didn't get a ticket, but that was good. While answering, I keep popping my head out the stage door just to check to see if somebody's given us a ticket or not. They weren't. But where I was parked, there was like a blue car blocking us in. And I knew I wouldn't be able to get out. And that, I was like, oh, God. So the, the first night, I didn't really enjoy the show because I was on stage thinking... Am I going to be able to drive home or am I going to have to leave the car there overnight? So, you know, you're on stage and you're doing your job, you're doing your performance. It looks like you're having a great time. I can tell the audience is having a great time. So you end up going into some sort of autopilot and I'm just there just thinking, you know, who's who's fucking blocked us in. So that's all I remember from night one is who's blocked us in. And then by the time I got off stage, the blue car disappeared and I wasn't blocked in. So overall, it was a good night. Mind you, thinking back, whoever's in that blue car, there's a good chance that we're just at the time theatre watching the show. I don't know why I got in my own head over that, but that's fine. 
and Anth had brought his daughter, Emma, as well. I think Emma's seven or eight. So that was really nice that she got to watch Anth on stage. She got to watch her dad on stage. So that was lovely. It was really nice. It was, bless Anth, though. I think he said to Emma, he said, like, no, at the end of my set, you know, because as Anth goes on, he does 25 minutes, and then there's an interval, and then he gets me on. And he said, like, after my set, don't be, don't go running on stage to hug daddy because it's not it's not my show it's Carl's show and I don't want to take away I didn't know he'd said all that to to Emma bless him he's obviously just overthought it so then unbeknownst to me Emma's to the side of the stage with her mom Kate and Anth at the very end just goes oh this has been great it's been the first time my daughter has got to watch us and all that she's watching from the side of the stage and that got a big round of applause and I just happened to be walking past because I'm walking past to and from just checking the stage door to see if that fucking blue car's still blocking us in or not <laughs> and I heard that bit and I just said to him I was like do you want to go on stage and it was literally he was about to get off and I was like go on you can if you want and she just looked so confused because obviously she'd been told completely different information from her dad but it was class she ended up running on stage and they had a little hug and that so that was it was really cool getting to uh, getting to see Anath have, have that little moment in the hometown in the Tyne Theatre and then he sold a lot of tickets for his show at The Stand which is on the 20 I want to get this right 28th of January at 4 o'clock so it's a Sunday 28th at 4 I think there's still some tickets left most of them have sold now I think it's two thirds sold it's a 300 seat and he sold about 200 over the weekend so that was great so he sold tickets for his show so that's that's how I started selling tickets you know I would support Ramsey and then put my show on at The Stand way back when so that's really and I remember the first time I did The Tyne Theatre probably about Four, four or five years ago, the first time I did that was selling them off the back of doing the arena with Chris. So it's nice being able to see somebody else do the same, um, for uh, you know, by supporting me. So tickets for the show at the stand still available, uh, but they'll not be they'll not be for long. And then night two was being filmed. So uh, oh, Lily was ill as well. Yeah, bless her. She's getting over. I think it's either chicken pox or a chest infection or both. So she's just not been well at all, the poor thing. But she's still such in like really good spirits as well. It's really nice to see. It's like once she's got her medicine, once the antibiotics have kicked in and she's had a bit of honey for a for a bad cough and calpol or whatever, she's still just like running around the house, just like being like really happy in that. So that she's just such a little trooper. But for the for, for the whole weekend when I was doing the the two big shows, um she wasn't she didn't she didn't get the memo so she was sleeping in our bed as which meant I got no sleep I was just oh interrupted sleep as well which was re- it was really sweet though I got back night one and I just saw the white noise machine was in our room and I, I just did this little it's like it's not nice knowing that your kid's ill but it was also this thing of like oh yeah she's in our bed so it was really canny just got to go in give her a little cuddle and that and then she just coughed on us all night <laughs> Coughed on us, kicked us, kept us awake. So for night two, I just felt like absolute shite. I just, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the best laid plans, isn't it? It's like, oh, this is going to go so well. It's being filmed. It's, you know, I'm putting everything into it. You know, it, it's it's costing a lot of money and all that. And 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 then you just go, ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, it, it, life, life is what happens when you make plans and all that and yeah so no complaints obviously it's it's just what happens i'm sure a lot of people go to work tired and i'm no different i don't you're not you're not you're not promised you're not guaranteed you're not entitled to a, a good day at work so even though there were there were two nice big shows if there were there weren't two nice days at work <laughs> for those reasons but as soon as you're on stage you forget all of that you know so so i night two I had to get there for four o'clock because all the crew had got in at half ten. It was such a big 
thing. So you had Gary doing the lights, you had uh, you had the Tyne Audio lot doing the additional lights and doing the sound, and then I had Motive who were filming. So that's James Craggs and and all of his crew that he amassed, and I had the you know that there was a sound guy called Graham, and I believe that he'd won some Emmys for for some drama that he'd done up the name of the drama escapes us now so that's very ignorant i should have at least written this down beforehand but he's he was there so i had like a radio mic i had then an actual mic we had the form over the mic i'll get to that in a second actually something happened on stage while during the show and then the whole crowd were mic'd and everything and i think i had seven cameras i had like a fixed one at the back i had two locked off right at the front these are all 4k cinema cameras and then there was four scattered around the tiny theatre, and then a Roman camera for the audience. So it's going to look really good. I'm, I'm, I know it's going to look really good. I'm really excited to see how it looks. It's the the most amount of money we've put behind filming something before, and I think it's probably going to go. I th- I've mentioned it before. I'm going to look to be setting up a Patreon or something, so you'd pay a certain amount a month for, and I'll put some extra podcast episodes on as well. I think like most people do two two extra episodes a month, and then. Additional to that, you'll be able to watch the the special as well once it's all filmed and edited. So that's a plan. That's what I'm. You know, you've got to be thinking. You know, I've set the podcast up. I'm in the, I'm in the groove of it now. So what what else can you be doing? I think that's the next step that we're going to be going to be doing with that. So more on that as and when it comes out. We've got still got to do the editing, and I've got to uh, go into their offices and do like a good couple of days editing and all that. But that's in the, it's in the cards to do all that. We had the the microphones and we did like a full technical rehearsal from about 4.30 all the way through till 5.30. I just went on and just did the first half of the show really just so the cameras knew where to pick us up from and and the sound guy knew to watch out for and, and everyone everyone knew where everyone was supposed to be. So that was great. And then Anth was there, uh, the guy from Avalon. Avalon's me management. So Connor from Avalon came up from London just to... Just to see the show, that was really good, bless him. So thanks for coming up for that, mate. And then, yeah, I was I was actually hopeful. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get like an hour's sleep or something like that from six. But then, no, you can't sleep because then the nerves start setting in and all that. You know, you it's so funny. You know, it's like I wouldn't have dreamt of going on stage if if you're if you're in that state. You know, when you when you start out, you're like because you're not very good. You feel like in order to get the most out of your yourself when you're on stage, like, all right, I need to I need to prepare. I need to. I need to have a good night's sleep. I need to have a good meal. I can't eat too close to the gig. I can't drink. I can't do this, that, and the other. And, you know, your, your rituals go out the window when you've got a kid. So it's just... So I do this bit in the middle of the show. And and by the way, Newcastle Night 2, it was like, now that I think back and I've read all the messages and all that, the, a lot of people have said that was the best we've seen you. That was the, the favorite show we've ever seen you do. And that's good because it's a favorite show I've ever done. It's really nice to know you feel the same way. So thanks very much. And tickets are already on sale for next year now. I think it's the 23rd of November, 2024. I think 300 tickets went over the weekend just from announcing it on stage. So that's cool. So I do this bit in the middle of the show where I'm talking about the soft play. And I guess I can tell you now because the show is done. But I, yeah, I talk about the soft play and how, you know, I'm I'm there with Lily. Anytime I go with Lily, you know, we're always, we're always having a good game of something, you know, and now... Now she's running about all the time, but when I wrote the show, Lily was still just shuffling on her bum. So the the soft player's joke is that, or not a joke, it's more of a story, just like how I'm in there and I'm I'm in the trenches of the soft play and I'm playing with her and, you know, whatever game it is. And the problem is it's like all these other kids, all these wanker kids who can walk and parents aren't supervising them, they just latch on to me and Lily because 
Like, of course, you would if you see like a fun adult in the soft play, of course, you're going to want to get involved. But it's so fucking annoying because like I don't care about anybody else's kids. Like I just say like I've got enough love. I've, oh, I've, I've got just about enough love, compassion, empathy, support for for my daughter. I don't give a fuck about anyone else's kids. I don't find anyone else's kids cute. And, and I don't expect anyone else to find mine cute as well. It works both ways. So that's the whole thing. I just so the whole part of the soft play routine on stage is that I get these kids coming over and just going, "Look at me, look at me! I can do a backflip. I can do a somersault." And that comes from one of the kids actually. He was following us around one time, and I'm trying to play with Lily, and he just keeps like appearing, just goes like, "I'm here, I'm here, I'm here," just like a little annoying fuck, honestly. And I just like I don't care, like I don't care. So it was inspired by that. But on stage, you know, I go well. I'll show you what the kid was doing. So the kid was like doing handstands and cartwheels. So I did a couple of cartwheels on the stage and I've been doing them all through the show within region. I think, uh, I don't think the stand Edinburgh got a cartwheel because the stage is too small. <laughs> if I did a cartwheel, I'd end up fucking halfway out the door at the stand. But most venues with big stages, they get they get the cartwheels. And I don't think Blackburn got one as well. The stage was big enough, but it was like, it was cobbled together from little stages so I was worried in case I was going to put my hand through a stage and that and that would be that. So I was like, no, I'm not risking my life for Blackburn. So no, they, Blackburn didn't get a cartwheel and Edinburgh didn't get a cartwheel. But Newcastle Town Theatre, I'd normally just do one, but because the stage was so big, they got four, right? This is this is me showing off that I can, I'm 36 years old and I can just knock out a cartwheel at a moment's notice. So I did two cartwheels from stage right to stage left and then I turned around and I went back from stage left to stage right and I did another two cartwheels and obviously you know it just gets a daft round of applause it's just it's a little party piece in the middle of a show hey so I'm pretending to be the kid going look at me look at me I can do this I can do that and I actually do it. so I put the mic down and I start doing them and then on the fourth cartwheel on the fourth I'm returning back to the point in which I started I just heard this massive like actually that wasn't so big I don't want to hit the mic but I, just, I heard this massive like I was like, what the fuck's that? And then I looked down and the microphone wasn't there. And I was like, oh, you daft shite. You've just, you've, you've landed the cartwheel and you've somehow hoofed the mic off the stage. So now I'm, it's the middle of the show. It's literally like 45 minutes in to a, an 80 minute show. And I'm like, oh, you daft shite. You've just fucking, I don't even know where the mic is now. We're going to have to stop the film. We're going to have to put the house lights on so I can find the mic. I'm looking off stage. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Where the hell is it? And the crowd's obviously just like pissing themselves laughing. And I, in, in my head, I'm going like, what? You stupid twat. You fucking... You... I mean, obviously, I'm playing up to it now and all that. But yeah, it was... I'd, I'd hoofed it off the, the um, microphone. I'd hoofed it off the stage. And it was it was actually behind one of the speakers. So that was good. But because it was a full mic, then it, it, it attached like a load of fucking shit that had been lying on the floor so I had to do the rest of the show speaking into like a load of fluff and arse hair and that but but that's my fault for showing off and yeah so that's it so that's it for so thanks very much Newcastle if I understand people listen to the podcast who've actually never seen us live before so if you do want to see us live I'll tell you when the patron set up when the thing's edited and we can do that and even if you just want to watch the special and subscribe for one month and then cancel and then you've seen it and then that that would be that and then if you want to hang around for the podcast episodes as well that's something you can do so I haven't figured out the the tiered system and all that yet um I don't I don't think I'm going to do the one where, you know, for, for a tenner a month, I fucking come round your house and make you dinner one night or anything. I don't think I'll do that. I think I'll just do, uh, do <laughs> just do one for the, 
podcast one for the special clubs. <laughs> yeah, for uh, 15 quid a month, call comes round once every two months and wanks you off. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the, uh, <laughs> it's the Mr. Worldwide package. Yeah, great. <laughs> Although, if the price was right. And that's it. That's it for Newcastle now. That's it for another year. Well, I say that, actually. There's a, another special show that I'm going to be doing, and it's not my show. It's Jason Cook's show, actually, and it's... Let's get the phone up now. That is going to be the 10th of December. I'll always say yes to this one. It's a Sunday. It's two shows. It's Newcastle City Hall, and it's Laugh for Kids. And Laugh for Kids is just such an important thing. It's it's Everyone pays a certain amount, but the main thing is you bring a present for a child who wouldn't necessarily get a present at Christmas. So, you know, how lovely is that? So there's an, an afternoon show and an evening show, and Jason just picks, like, you know, 10 of the best comedians kicking about. So I don't even know who's on. I'll... I'll get it up now, actually, like, laugh for kids. All right, here we go. So, I mean, look at this, man. So, our incredible lineup this year, given time for free, is... Yeah, yeah, well, well obviously, you give the time. We're not... Nobody's getting paid for this. This is all just a nice... I'm looking forward to seeing all these comedians, and I'm looking forward to doing something nice. And I'm, it's just a nice thing for the Northeast, you know. Kids who wouldn't get a present at Christmas. Christ, how can you... How can you not? So, I think if there's still tickets left, search that out. That's the 10th of December, Newcastle City Hall. So it's going to be Adam Rowe, me, Brennan Reese, Clinton Baptiste, the Raymond and Mr. Timkins review. They're great. They, I haven't seen them for donkeys here. Barry Dodds, same. Haley Ellis is fantastic. Glenn Ruffhead and Bay Five, that's, that's music, so he's, he's great as well. Lauren Patterson, fantastic. MC Hammersmith, Jesus, wow. And Connor Burns as well, who's a great uh, up and uh, up and coming, makes it sound old as fuck, but I think he is. He's he's the he's the new one this year. There's always, Jason always gets one or two up-and-comers, and I think Connor Burns is the up-and-comer there, so that's... Is he now? I'm just being ignorant as fuck. He could be like... You always think that now. <laughs> you always think someone's, like, up-and-comer, and then you go on Instagram, and they've got, like, fucking 400-odd thousand followers. You go, oh, shit, no, you're, he's not up-and-coming. You're fucking washed up. <laughs> Let's have a look. Connor Burns comedian, is he? You know what? Fucking... Not far off 41.5 thousand on Instagram. He's got more than me. <laughs> so I've got him mixed up with somebody completely different. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. That's so funny. He does his own to us. <laughs> oh, God, Connor. We haven't met, but um, if this gets back to you, I'm so sorry. What's he done here? The Lyceum, Royal Lyceum, Edinburgh. He sold fucking loads of tickets. <laughs> Open comma. Right, there's there's someone called Connor in the northeast who um, is definitely up and coming, and it's it's not this guy. I've got him mixed up with somebody else. Let's have a look now. I want to see if I can find the. Yes, okay. Is this it? Right, okay. So, for the purposes of full disclosure, I was I was thinking about Connor Reed. All right, Connor Reed, who is who is he's new act of the year. 2022 all right so that i've so i've got connor burns mixed up with connor reed i've never met connor burns look forward to it i hope he hasn't heard this so that's fine so great night laugh for kids 10th of december it'll be great so and i've got the i've got the the day off booked so i've got lily normally you know monday tuesday and then and obviously i've got other days but they're my full-on days as well and then she goes to our grands on a wednesday so i've swapped it so she goes to our grands on a monday so that means I'm going to be out with the comedians, having a bit of a drink, which is something I, I didn't do last year because you know Lily was so young, and she's still young. Obviously, she's only a year older. But basically, I've got I've got I've got me free pass. I've got me free pass to go out and have a drink. So that's great. So I'm going to be doing that as well. Cool. I get get to meet up and comer Connor Burns, who's got more followers than me. 
Oh, God. Oh, that's going to be a busy one, actually, like, thinking about it. Yeah, shit, because Wednesday I've got top secret comedy in, in London, and I'm getting the train there and back because it's a six o'clock show, so I'll, I'll get back. But then Thursday I'll be up early taking Lily to nursery, and then I'm going to drive to Birmingham because I've got Birmingham Glee Club Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, I'd normally just get the train, but trains being what they are at the minute, you know, you can't be too reliable on them. And I'd normally just get the train back on the Sunday, but then, but the earliest one I can get is nine o'clock. And that on a Sunday doesn't get you back into Newcastle until one, which I wouldn't get home properly with the taxis or metro until two. So what I'm going to do is I'm driving there and then I'm just going to get up really early on the Sunday morning. I'm going to get up like about, I don't know, say about five o'clock and just drive straight home because we've got breakfast with Santa at the three mile. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. It's a big kids' party, kids' Christmas party. I was meant to go to the one at the third, but that had sold out, so I got bollocked for not booking that. And then a second one came available, and I was like, oh, I'm in Birmingham, but, well, I'm just going to have to do it now because we're not missing both of them. So I'm going to drive really early, get back, breakfast with Santa, then nip over and do the matinee show for Laugh for Kids. And then, this meant to be the end of the tour. This is the busiest fucking week I've had. And then come back, bath and bed, Lily, and then... Go out, do the evening show, laugh for kids, get steaming, and then have Monday to recover. So that'd be good. Yeah, I did. I had a little, had a little there uh, because I've been on me diet. I told you I was on me diet for the time theatre. So I had, I had a few beers after there was a pizza waiting for us because all the crew got pizza, and I was like, get us a small margarita. I just want something to like inhale as soon as I get off, which I did. And then I got back home after a few more drinks, and I ordered a McDonald's, like I said I would. Do you know what I got? I got a um, crispy chicken wrap. Uh, with no cucumber, the the crispy one, no meal. And then for the meal, I got a double quarter pounder, large with Coke. But do you know when you go on Uber Eats and something sometimes it just goes, oops, something went wrong? I duplicated the order and I didn't know how to cancel it because I was pissed. So I just got two lots. So I did text the neighbours uh, who'd come to the show. I wasn't just like trying to post McDonald's through people's door. <laughs> like I knew they were just about, the, you know, they were, they were up. Because a couple of the neighbours came and I got a taxi back with them saying, do you want a McDonald's? And not all of them were like, well, no, I don't. Cause, like you horrible, disgusting pig. Of course I don't. So I was like, right, well, I'm just going to have to. So I tried my best to plough through it. So I had a, a, a 10-inch margarita pizza hut after the show and then... I had a double quarter pounder meal and then I had a crispy chicken wrap and then I went in on a second double quarter pounder and I kind of finished it. I didn't touch the chips there. So yeah, the chips and the wrap went to waste. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I don't like wasting food. I tried my best. I was like, I hate wasting food. I know I've told you before, poor little chicken, you know, poor little McDonald's. I was, I just didn't want to waste it, but I didn't mean to duplicate it. I didn't know how to get the money back. I was like, I'll just, I'll try to give it away. And then when I couldn't give it away, I tried to eat it. So I, I, I exhausted all possibilities. And I did think about having it the next day, but that's mangies out. You can't do that. So, so yeah, that was my that was my little treat to myself. How did I get onto that? I thought I'd finish talking about the time theater. So I'm talking about laugh for kids. That's good, isn't it? You talk about bloody children in need. You talk about kids who need presents. And then I get onto yeah. So I just had to throw the food away because I'd ordered too much because I'm a big fat pig. So Laugh for Kids, 10th of December. If you've not got your tickets already, and if you've not been before, I can't recommend it enough. Newcastle City. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool. And then we'll go back to, you know, we're just, I'm, I'm back home now. It's, it's lush. We, we had such a big, just chill day on the Sunday. Again, Lily wasn't great. I don't think, we didn't get Lily out of her pyjamas, you know, just so if everyone just wants, and we'll bake cakes in the afternoon. I think we'll watch the tiger who come to tea. It was just such a wholesome family day. Just exactly what I needed after, after all the, all the touring. So it was great. That, that was really, really nice. But we're, we're, we've gotten out to watch. We seem to be just watching a lot of murder documentaries. I think... Is that probably because of the writer's strike, isn't it? There's nothing new's coming out. The the writer's strike in America, so now new is coming out. So I've been watching the the oh, there was the Mormon one with the that Lori lass who who killed the kids. That was horrible. So that's a good three parter. So we'll watch that. Try to watch a disappearing one of uh, some mad backyard village town in Australia, Lankan. I don't know what it was called, but it was. Uh, I didn't make it through. We watched episode one and it was just like, oh, no, it's not for us. And then, so we're up to the fake shake. That's what we're doing now, the fake shake. So that's shake as in S-H-E-I-K. So I thought it was just like going to be a con man of somebody who was dressing up to be a shake. And then he just cons a load of people out of money or whatever. And it wasn't until we're watching it, it became apparent that it's, it's something to do with news of the world and something to do with, the guy who ran News of the World and, you know, all the tactics that he employed to 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 get people. So I don't know. So I'm enjoying it because I, I like all the tabloid News of the World stuff. And Sophie was like, how did you not know that's what it was? Did you not read the description? I was like, no, I saw a fake shake. I saw a guy dressed as a shake and I thought this is clearly a con man thing and I'll, I'm up for that. But then when we did the twist and it was News of the World, I was like, yeah, fine, I'm up for that too. She's like, why didn't you just read it? I was like, because I don't. I don't read it. I don't read it. I just look at the pictures and I make a decision. And I'm sorry. That's why I'm no good with like trying to assemble anything. Or like, she goes, did you read the instructions? I go, no, I can't. I can't. I can't read instructions. And I can't watch YouTube videos of, of people telling us how to do it as well. Hey, so you just, it's always it's like they sat there and they've got no socks or shoes on. And that's distracting. And say, so you just do this. I go, well, I don't, I don't have that bit to to do you know yeah you just you just plug this thing into there and then i so yeah but you know what you've done your face is like covered the crucial bit like when you've clicked it into place like your head has blocked it you stupid fat fuck right <laughs> that was uh what was that one for that was lily's baby gate uh, not the baby gate no no and the the oh god what is it it's when you put you put them in and they can just bounce up and down, and you can leave them, and they've got like toys all around. I can't remember what they're called, but that was a nightmare. It was you, you having to try to get the bit of material over, and I just watched this stupid fucking bloke do it, but half his body just covered the crucial bit. So yeah, that, I think I made a, a 
TikTok video out of it as well, of uh, YouTube tutorials. And I was like, so you just click that button at the top. You click the button at the top and then everything will be fine. I was going, yeah, but then I don't have the button. Like I'm watching a YouTube tutorial because I don't have the button. Of course, I know you click the button. That's just, so yeah, I can't watch. I get frustrated. I just, and that transfers to reading synopsis for uh, the fake shake. But yeah, turns out he's a real shake, I think. I don't know. I'm only 20 minutes in. God, this must be painful if somebody's seen the whole thing. But I can't. There's just some things where I just I can't watch and I'll tune out. Like, I've tried my best to get into Game of Thrones. I've tried to watch Lord of the Rings. Tried to watch Star Wars. And I just tune out. And I think, I think it's because the set outside. I think that's the problem. Like, I think what, I've, what I know about myself is that, like, if it's a field or if it's space and they're on a mission and they're just walking, they're walking for ages forget it i'm just i'm already i'm already bored and i know that i know that's lord of the rings because it's just outside it's like everyone's doing the duke of edinburgh award and i'm just and i don't know who anyone is i've said this before everyone should be walking around with name tags for the first hour of a films just so you can get used to everyone and you should it should go back to them and then they should just say the name so you don't forget and then keep going everyone's got long hair everyone's got a beard everyone's got a shawl on Everyone's got like either walking with no socks or shoes or sandals and it's just and they're just walking and they're walking and they're walking and then someone dies and then it all kicks off and then they're walking again, someone else dies and then they keep walking and that's the end or or it sets up for part two and everyone else in the cinema is absolutely fucking buzzing and I'm just, that took three hours, like forget it, Game of Thrones, forget it, Lord of the Rings, forget it, Star Wars, forget it, right? Oh, and, what, and it's like it's all serious as well. Everything's always so serious, and then it, and then it cuts to like aliens with a Cockney accent, and that's meant to be your light relief. And everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> I need a breather. Oh, I didn't expect to hear something like that in Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> oh, this has everything. Just ah, forget it. Nope. I'll just watch a film I've seen many times before. I'd what, Forrest Gump. Seen that countless times. Man on the Moon. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love for life. You know, Martin Martin Lewis and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I got a lot of love for that. Uh, Man on the Moon's another one I can just watch over and over again. And then the documentary, the Netflix documentary, is just as interesting for me. Man on the Moon for me has got, well, three things. It's got Jim Carrey, who I love, and it's got wrestling, which I used to, you know, be a big fan of. And then it's got Taxi, which I watched when I was a kid. I loved a bit of Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, Andy Kaufman, and then I, I can't remember the, the actor's name, but the guy who played Alex Riga was Bobby, the actor. And then was it Elaine? I think it was Elaine. I know Elaine was Seinfeld. That might have been another Elaine. But yeah, but it was a great, great cast. And then the one who played Andy Kaufman's wife or girlfriend, she also played the Ghost of Christmas present on Scrooged with Bill Murray, which is a film I've seen countless times again. See, I'll watch, see I've, I think I've got like encyclopedic knowledge of some films. That I'll, and then other things that are meant to be big hits, just like now nah, you you couldn't you couldn't pin us down to force us to watch them. But yeah, Man on the Moon, man. That's I remember watching Man on the Moon, and then you got Tony Clifton who just bullshit, bullshit, my line, bullshit, bullshit, my line. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. You know, I tried watching that with Sophie actually, and we got about an hour in, and I'm thinking, oh, she must be loving it now because it's about two and a half hours, I think. And and Sophie just went, does this get good at any point? I was like, what? It's one of the Favourite films that I've ever... Ah, oh, forget it. Forget it. Everyone likes different things, and that's fine, I suppose. But but I am, between me and you, I am very excited. There's a new new series of Bluey 
that's just hit BBC iPlayer. So I'm going to be watching watching some of that. Love a bit of Bluey. Bluey! That'd be great. Bluey's a kid show, in case you didn't know. It's Australian and... Uh, it's it's great. It's it's the best it's the best kid show going. So can't can't wait for some new bluey. That's good. Been watching Peppa Pig on loop. Better than Blippy, actually. Yeah, Blippy's a bit full on. And I think it's because we've been going to Asda a lot. Lily loves playing supermarkets now, so the, the game is that we've just been playing with uh, playing with the ice cream machine that she's got and we've we pretend like we're going to the shops now. Mind you, we've been I went to Asda recently and do you know the the make you they don't trust you with bags anymore. That's a new thing. They don't trust you with bags. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. It was like, I was like, can I have a bag? And they go, you have to scan it. And I have to watch you scan it. I was like, really? Okay, no worries. That's fine. And I just, it occurred to me, they just don't trust us with anything now, do they? Like, I mean, and it hasn't hit our shops yet, but I'm waiting for it when you have to show them your receipt and then they check your trolley and all that. I've, I've seen that doing the rounds as well. I don't know if, how much... I don't know how much that's exaggerated enough, but I see that that's a thing. But we don't have that yet. But we we just have to we have to wait until one of the cashiers can give her a bag, and then we we have to scan it manually. But it made us think like they really don't they really don't trust us with anything now. You know, I'm a and aren't we paying the price? Because hands up, who hasn't done a little bit of theft with a self service machine before? Like I remember, I remember I used to I used to. You know, cookies, packets of crisps, like all the time. Just used to hang on to something. Maybe just put a can in your pocket. You know, not the Asda I go to now. The one when I lived in Manchester. I don't want to. I don't want to implicate myself here. But yeah, I've I've got a friend. Like my mate's mate at uni. I've heard a story that he used to put a whole rotisserie chicken in his jacket, and he would just walk out with it, and it wouldn't set anything off, because that's the very start, that's the very early stages of self-checkout, the embryonic stages of self-checkout. Fast forward 15 years later, and you can't even get a fucking bag. <laughs> God, I remember during lockdown as well, there was a, you know, everyone's up a height, everyone's blood's boiling during lockdown, it's not a, not a nice experience. I remember there was a bloke just stood in front of the crisps. He was like there with a the trolley and he was just stood there. And I was like, oh, well, I need, I need, I want to go and get the packet of French fries, a multi-pack of six French fries. Free. I want to get some free. And and he was just stood there. And so eventually, you know, I couldn't get in front of him and I couldn't get, so I, I was behind him and I just kind of like reached and got some. And I don't think he appreciated like how close my arm was. And he, I remember he turned around and he said like, excuse me. And like I had my headphones in, so I turned them off. I was like, yeah, what's up? He was like, yeah, you could have said excuse me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, and I'm being a dick as well. I was like, well, I was able to get them, so I saw no need to say excuse me. And he was like, oh, well, you shouldn't push past people like that. And I went, all right, no worries. Well, if we're having a game of that, you shouldn't just stand like a tin of milk in front of the crib. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, um, and I, I remember he got he got to be faced. He was like, yeah, "I'll stand in front of the crisps as long as I want." And then I just went, "Well, don't be surprised when somebody reaches round you in that case." <laughs> and then it's just, but uh, some of the silly arguments you would have during lockdown, man, Christ, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone was in a good place back then. May that never ever come back, Christ. But and then, I, if I seen him now, I would just happily apologize to him. But you know, I think I saw him for a second time in as many weeks, and I just went up, and this is like in a different aisle, this is a different day, a different aisle, and I've hung on to it, and I've went in like the veg section, and I went, wait a second, if you're here, 
who's God and the French fries? <laughs> Fuck. Not proud of it. Not pr- not proud of uh, of of old Carl. Mind you, he's still there. He's still there. He'll still come out every now and then. I was with Lily a couple of weeks ago, and we're go- it was a Sunday, and we're getting the we're watching Blippy, and she likes the buses. She like it was Blippy. Blippy's getting a bus or something like that. So I was like, right, Lily, I don't think we've been on a bus. Why don't we just get the bus into Haymarket and, you know, into town and we'll have a little morning in in Newcastle and we'll just, you know, a little adventure there and back. And I'm getting points with Sophie because I'm taking her out the house from like nine till about half eleven. So I'm giving Sophie a nice lie-in on a Sunday and that. And so I didn't realise that, like, everywhere was closed before a certain time. Uh, nothing open till like half ten in Newcastle on a Sunday so there was no to do we just end up going to a Starbucks and I got a coffee and she got like a little I give her like a little cake but you know them you can get three of them little cake pop things I had two and she got one and she was buzzing but yeah the bus driver oh the bus driver so I'm at Haymarket and we're going back home now all right and I've got the pram and I've got Lily and I'm not saying like fucking I should be praised or anything like that nor should anyone ever be praised but it's like sometimes just you know have a little bit of empathy that it's like if somebody's just by themselves it's just one parent you're just looking after the kid just like you know so we're at haymarket and i need to go back home i need to go back to gosforth high street and rather than and i need to go to the metro station region center so rather than saying region center and i just went um hi uh one two haymarket please and he just looked at us for ages and i smiled I'm holding Lily and she's doing that thing. Do you know when kids try to kill themselves? Do you know when you're holding them and they're trying to just like jump down to the floor as quickly as I possibly can? So I'm trying to hold onto that and the pram. And he just went, one to Haymarket. And I was like, yeah. And then I realized I'm already at Haymarket. I need one to, I need one to go back home. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't know where my head's at. I'd, for, I'd forget my head if it wasn't screwed on all that. Uh, one to Region Center. And he just like, he had this horrible monkey like chip pan Greasy hair. Imagine this: a grumpy bus driver on a Sunday morning. Who who could who could have anticipated it? And he just shook his head and he gave us a ticket. And I was like, I don't know what his problem was, but then he's just like he's shaking his head. And then what happened? So me and Lily were sat right at the front. Oh yeah, like a couple of times. Like Lily was like, I think we're we're reading a book or we're reading a story or something like that. And I think we're reading people. Here's a little baby. One, two, three. Fast asleep and dreaming. What does he say? Here's a little baby. One, two, three. Stands in his cot. What does he say? People! And the, the, the book's got like a little hole through and you, you look through it and you say people. And I think a couple of times Lily just went like, people! Like really loud. And I was like, oh yeah, Lily. And, and then I saw the guy look in the mirror and like shake his head. And I was like, you fucking, honestly, like I was so, and then now I'm just trying to get Lily to say it louder. Do you know what I mean? It's like he shakes his head at that, but then there's people having full conversations on speakerphone as if the fucking an entrepreneur they're not do you know what I mean like I don't mind like if if this is a quiet bus that's fine but have a bit of consistency right and Lily's got her toys and that and she's just going like and I think it brought back like a load of I've, I've got some memories of just like some really grumpy bus drivers I remember when I was a kid and it was me and my cousin Andrew were going to the metro centre and we're going to go do Metroland, get a McDonald's, and get the bus. Now, when you were a kid and you could get the bus, it was 25 pence there and back. So you get single 25, single there and back. So it was 50, your whole bus was 50 pence. So that leaves £9.50. Now, let's see if I can remember this. I'm pretty sure a large Big Mac meal back in the day was £3.18, I want to say. So let's say £3.20 for your, for your McDonald's. 
So 320, 370, what's that? Six pound thirty. Alright, okay. Maybe it was eleven pound, because I remember oh ten fifty, I th- think ten fifty might ring a bell. I remember saying, Mom, can I have ten pound fifty? Because Metro Land was six pound fifty, right? So you would go, you would get your bus there and back. Or it might have been a transfer, actually. Yeah, you would have had to transfer. So your transfer was whatever it was when you were a kid, it was fifty pence. And then yeah, so you could do Metroland, get yourself a McDonald's, and then go back into Metroland and get the bus and the Metro home all for ten pound fifty. But it was you know, it was down to the penny, right? Anyway, we're, we're transferring, we're going from bus, metro bus, which is what you had to do at the time. You get get the the bus to Jarra, or you could walk to Jarra, and then get the metro from Jarra to Gateshead, and then you would go from Gateshead to the Metro Centre. And we're getting the, the bus from at the interchange, Gateshead to the Metro Centre. And I was like, oh, yeah, child transfer. And I was 15 at the time, so it was still I'm still, you know, allowed a child transfer. And I remember still this bus driver just, like, looking at us, just like, do you have any ID? Do you know what I mean? Just like, and I was like, no. He was going, well, then you don't, you're not getting a child. Like, like I've really spoiled his day, but I don't know what I'd done. And I was like, oh, okay, um, how much is it? And he went, 96. And that, oh, I still remember, just it was such a blow. Just like, oh, 96. That means I don't get me McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> poor me. But, you know, it was enough of a wonder. Like, and, I, and now I'm thinking I need to hold another 96 back in case I've got a dick of a bus driver on the way back. So it, he spoiled the whole day. I think I was able to get like a hamburger or something like that. So it wasn't like, you know, it, but it brought back memories of just like, oh, what a twat, right? It brought, so I'm on the bus with Lily and it just all of that fucking uh, 96. It's all just like going in my head. And I'm just going, Lily, going like, people, people, right? And all that. And then Sophie rings and she says, "Oh, you like whereabouts are you?" I was like, "We're just getting to Regent Centre now. Brilliant, because uh, we'll go, we'll go have a walk. We'll go to the the park in Gosforth." I was like, "Right, brilliant, we'll do that." So Sophie's waiting for us at Regent Centre, and the guy's like, "Mind you, the bus driver, he's given me like he shook his head like a good few times at me at, at, and at Lily as well, and I'd said Haymarket instead of Regent Centre, and he we get and again, I'm not proud of this. I'm not. This is just old call coming out every now and then." So Sophie's waiting for us at the bus. So I get Lily. We're in the pram. I get off the bus. I give Lily and the pram to Sophie. And I just went, just wait one second. Because there were people getting on the bus. And I just joined the queue. So I got to the end, right? And I'm, again, I'm not proud of it. But as I got on, um, I just looked at him. And I just went, I leant right forward, right? And I just went, it's not my fault. You hate your job. You greasy hate fuck. And then I just got off. <laughs> <laughs> So that's me, you know, a lot of people are saying, uh, oh, you're such a warm, kind man, you know, it's like getting, it's like a lot of reviews, it's like getting a voice note from your mate. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, you need to know about, you know, the other side of us as well. So yeah, I, I shouldn't have done it. I should have just let it go. But, but yeah, but I think if I could look back, I'd apologize to the guy at the supermarket, but probably not the bus driver. So I. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Um, thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you have a lovely week and I'll see you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.